0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. The place, Chicago. The time, now ish. The problem, aliens. In this reality, they've been on Earth for about nine years and have made things miserable for humans. That's the setup for the sci-fi feature Captive State that may have passed you by when it was released on this day in 2019. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for March 15th. It's a premise that gets reinvented every few years for sci-fi cinema. Aliens land on Earth for some purpose of their own, usually for natural resources or the excitement of a new conquest, and they end up sparking a rebellion among the humans who catch on to what's really happening. To name a mere handful in recent history, in the 1980s there was They Live and the TV miniseries V. In the 90s there was Independence Day. In the 2000s there was District B-13. All of those share a common element, which is the focus on a handful of humans who either learn to live with or take on their alien oppressors. Into this time-honored genre comes Captive State, written and directed by Rupert Wyatt, who is best known for directing Rise of the Planet of the Apes, as well as many credits in TV and documentary production. Wyatt sets captive state in a version of Chicago that is as realistic and gritty as it gets. There isn't the slick veneer of sci-fi technology, and the color palette is muted throughout. The aliens who landed nine years ago have dominated Earth, robbing us of those precious natural resources and setting up a government of their own which effectively divides humanity into collaborators or rebels." On the one side, you've got a young man who saw his parents killed by the aliens, called Roaches, and on the other side, you've got a detective trying to stamp out the human uprising. Oh, and his former partner was that young man's late father, who ended up atomized by the Roaches. Already, the human conflict is front and center. In fact, this is one of those movies where the aliens aren't actually seen a whole lot. So if the focus is on the characters, what is Captive State trying to tell us, and how does it fare? Made for a paltry $25 million, Captive State works hard to establish a mood and put the viewer in relatable, if depressing, spaces. There's also a real attempt to bring in some top talent. Vera Farmiga has a small role, as does Alan Ruck. Mulligan, the detective on the trail of the human resistance, is played by none other than John Goodman. The movie has a lot going for it, a strong cast, a real-world take on a sci-fi premise, and ample use of Chicago locations. So, what went wrong? Some movies succeed with limited exposition, using dialogue sparingly to create a mood of tension and hyperrealism, throwing the audience into the middle of the action. The problem with Captive State is that it's so meandering that it's difficult to know who to pay attention to or what the various character motivations really are. New characters and plot threads are introduced as others disappear. While it feels like there's a lot of dramatic intensity, most of it is free from context or connection that will keep an audience interested. And audiences and critics confirmed it. As of now, Captive State has only made back about $8 million, and critics were unimpressed. While we here at Sci-Fi 5 are usually ready to champion an overlooked gem, especially an in indie that attempts to break the mold, not all of them can achieve what they set out to do. You want to see some bizarrely organic-looking spacecraft and glimpses of aliens that share some of their physiology with porcupines? This might be worth a quick fast-forward. For a deeper socio-political look at how people come together or get broken apart to face a common threat, you might need to look elsewhere. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for March 15th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment.